Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah! Show number 1701. Today we're going to take an amazing journey with an amazing woman. Hold on. This is Cars Yeah! Where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! It seems like I've been across the pond a lot in the last three or four weeks. Well, I'm back over uh, in the United Kingdom, but I'm in Wales today, a beautiful part of that country, with a very special guest by the name of Steph Jevons. Steph, welcome to Cars Yeah! I usually ask my guests if they're buckled up, but in your case, do you have your boots, your gloves, and your helmet on, and are you ready for a fun ride? I'm always ready for a fun ride. Yeah, I almost feel a little silly asking you that question because, (laughs) my goodness, are you a woman that likes to go out and enjoy a fun ride? Now, listeners, you're going to learn more about that in a minute. But before I do a proper introduction, would you share one little thing with us, Steph, that maybe most people don't know about you? I once appeared on a Welsh television program speaking in Welsh as a penguin expert. Really? Okay, so I want you to tell me one sentence in Welsh about penguins. Go for it. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember the Welsh word for penguins now. I think it is actually just you say penguin in okay. a Welsh accent. So um, right. my penguins and, and thy own and adore. Okay, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, it's an you know it's an interesting dialect, and and am I proper to say that that it is a dialect? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, it is so interesting, and uh, I have no idea what you just said, other than something about penguins. But that's okay. It wasn't rude, I assure you. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> we try to keep it family-friendly here. Now, let me give Steph a proper introduction, and you'll understand where we're going to go on this amazing journey today. Steph Jevons is an author, she's a journalist, and an adventurer, to say the least, who in March 2018 completed a solo around-the-world trip that took her to all seven continents. It was the world's first. The journey lasted four years, took her to 54 countries, and over 74 thousand miles. But here's the kicker. She did it on a 250cc Honda motorcycle, more than anyone who had come before her. Her life has been a roller coaster of rides, ups and downs, and downright unconventional to say the least. She's experienced the lowest of lows. She pulled herself up and vowed to improve, to give back to others, and to take on the world. Her motorcycle passion led to many of her adventures and inspired by the COVID lockdown we've all dealt with. Well, you know what? She turned that around like she's done so much in her life. And she's written a book about her life and it's titled Home by Seven. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Steph and take on this journey, a little bit of this journey of her life. But first, a, a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars yeah possible. Give them a listen. Hang on. Keep your seat. I won't say keep your seatbelt on. Keep your helmet on. We'll be right back. Did you know Covercraft offers you much more than just car covers? They have quality protection for the inside of your vehicle as well. Their plush, custom-fit floor mats turn any ride into something special. Or choose Premier Berber Custom Floor Mats, a favorite of mine. If you want something very stylish and pretty unique, Covercraft Floor Mats are quality-made and provide your ride with the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. 
and those occasional spills. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but keep your rear cargo area and seats protected. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage your vehicle. All your options are quality made, easy to use, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit today. And have I got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YEAH120, Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. All right, Steph, we are back. And as we continue on this journey, I'm going to call your life. And we really don't have enough time to cover it all. But that's why I want to push the book here, because people can get it and read about your life. I like to share or have you share a mantra or a success quote. It's some kind of saying that has great meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the uh, twist of the wrist going here on cars. Yeah, or motorcycles. Yeah, we'll call it today. So Steph, grab the handlebars. Okay, well, um, this is something that uh, a Berber in Morocco once told me, and uh, he said, Steph, life is like a cow. Some days milk, some days shit. (laughs) (laughs) And, And, of course, what he means by that is, you know, you've got to embrace the cow and, and take the good days with the bad days. But I thought he just put it so perfectly. So, uh, in fact, I, I wrote my first ebook uh, called Embrace the Cow in, in honor of him. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there, yeah, there is a chapter in there uh, about cows in your book, which I think is fine, or which is fun, actually. And this book of yours is amazing. You know, I noticed in the uh, entry to your book, there's a couple other great sayings I want to share here, which having read your book and, and learned more about you have some great meaning. One is by uh, Nelson Mandela, the greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. And that's certainly something that you've done. And we'll talk about that. And also another one by uh, Rilke, uh, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. Just keep going 
no feeling is final. And it is so appropriate to what you've done here. So I would love to dive into this book, Home by Seven. And while we don't have the time to walk through the entire life because your journey is is incredible, what I'd love for you to do is maybe touch on the reason right why you wrote the book and then touch on a bit of, and we're going to get to some challenges and you certainly have had those in, in many different ways, but also what the premise of the book is all about and what are some of the things people are going to learn when they dive into this and uh, learn more about your life. It's absolutely incredible. Okay, well, the book starts um, very early on in my life, but uh, and, and really the reason why uh, that, that inspired me to take on the, the big journey that I did. But that was that was 20 years later. But, but that, I think you needed to understand my drive before you really understood my, my, um, my thinking along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, the, the book starts with me actually in prison at the age of, age of uh, 20. Um, having had a drug problem and got myself into a lot of trouble, I do tend to dive into things quite quite deeply, you know. So, um, <laughs> boy, you life. do. I'll tell you, listeners, and I'll interject here. The first part of the book does cover that, and I was almost in tears because of the the way you wrote it and what you had to go through and the challenges with that, and certainly with a heroin addiction, right? I mean, yeah, horrible drug and what it does to people and and where it takes people. The great sunshine here over the hill is how you pulled yourself out of it and moved forward well it was it was there really that that gave me uh, that was actually that 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 gave me the strength to um to i guess to find myself but um i think uh being imprisoned kind of found gave me a freedom or a real drive to find freedom and um now that's a very interesting way to put it i mean most people would go what what do you mean by that well, you really learn to appreciate freedom when, when it's taken away from you. And, um, you know, when somebody tells you what time to get up, what to eat, where to, where you can go, what you can wear, all that kind of thing, who you can speak to, it, it's um, it's it's quite a sobering thing. And it gives you time to think as well, of course. And I, and I literally wrote a list while I was there. I had a, a, an epiphany moment. And I, I wrote a list while I was in there saying, okay, you're going to, you know, to-do list. One, get off drugs. Two, travel the world and and i i wanted to see things i i wanted to make something of my life and experience living um not only had i been in uh, in in prison which obviously took away my freedom but before that i had numbed life with drugs and then i re- i really had the urge to feel things and to see things and and to get out there and feel alive and um it took me a while i mean i had a lot of building up to do um i obviously had to learn to get out there and be a normal human being again and it was 20 years later that I, that eventually i i i scratched that itch if you like i <laughs> I, I went for it big time <laughs> well yeah let's talk about that talk about big time you took on an amazing challenge now not only to do what you did on a relatively small bike. I mean, think about a 250cc yeah. Honda. I mean, not a lot of power, but can get you there, but uh, not really exactly a, a Harley road cruiser or a BMW uh, big bike to go in comfort. But then you opted to, I mean, do this on a bike, but also being a woman and traveling the world, uh, there's a lot of safety factors there. Not that I'm saying you couldn't take care of yourself, but there are being a woman by yourself traveling the world. So maybe touch on a couple things that this amazing, adventure because I really want my listeners to to get this book buy this book and read it I think what you're going to do for a lot of people and you are, you already have is get them to think differently about their life and set some really bold goals well you know you, you say about sort of being being a woman and, and yeah of course there are factors to consider but 
I think the biggest thing about a journey like this, taking on a journey like this, is to realize in the first place that the world isn't that bad a place. And if you go out there with the right attitude, it doesn't matter what, what whether you're male or female, if you go out there with the right attitude and a smile on your face and be open and actually trusting Mm. And, and kind of allow yourself to be vulnerable in this big world, you will receive, um, you'll be, you might be surprised. Uh, I found that everywhere I went, people were overwhelmingly friendly and hospitable, and they would always be warning me about what was to come. Mm -hmm. But while I was in there, it was kind of a not on my watch mentality. Oh, some care. So, they, were, they wanted to give you some care. They really wanted to give me some care. In fact, sometimes it was too much, you know. But, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> in, in Iran, for example, I would be driving, I would be riding down the road at 60 miles an hour and a car would come up alongside me, open the window and try and hand me a bottle of water. And they'd be like, take, take. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is a bit dangerous. I'm trying but, to okay. ride a bike here. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I stopped for more than a couple of minutes, somebody would come along and offer to take me home and feed me. And wow. and you learn to accept these these offers as well. Yeah. If I had a breakdown, well, uh, you know, a puncture or any, any kind of problem, there was always somebody there, almost to the point of you could just sit back and wait for the universe to provide, wow. you know. And, you know, people were – that's one thing that really um, – I learned a lot along the way was that people are very trusting and we're actually all very similar too, of course, um, our sense of humor. Um, and the, I think maybe sometimes being a woman helped in a way because it made me very unintimidating having them, having the motorbike helped because people are interested in a motorbike. And when you're a woman, in body armor on a motorbike, they're even more interested, you know, like, wow. And, and at borders too, um, I found that, you know, you could sort of maybe get away with more, not that I was doing anything that I shouldn't be doing, but there was a point where at one border I'd, I'd forgotten some paperwork or I'd lost some paperwork. And I think had I been a guy, maybe the response would have been different. But after the initial sort of frustration, they kind of went, oh, you, you know, and uh, come on and, and let's get you sorted and get you through. And I, I think there was a lot of respect for a woman on her own going out there and a lot of respect for what they considered to be brave. Um, and, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I had very little trouble. I had, I had a couple of issues, but not very many. Well, it's it's wonderful to hear, and it, it really is a testament. When you get out there and see different parts of the world, you really start to learn that everybody really, really is very similar. We all want the same things, most of us. We want yeah. safety. We want our family to be cared for. We want some type of the ability to care for ourselves. And despite what so many world leaders uh, who love to get us into battles and fights and conflicts, uh, if we can move those folks out of the way, and I think we'd find that we all could get along pretty darn well. Exactly in this world. And your story there tells me that. And I've heard that from other people. And if you watch the documentary, Ewan McGregor and his buddy riding their bikes around the world and the people they encountered and, and even with the challenges, the good things they encountered is really true. And I always say that is go out and see the world. Now, right now, we really can't go out and see the world because we're all locked down. But you use this opportunity of this tragedy of COVID to get this book put together, which I think is brilliant. Well, I needed something to keep me sane, to be honest. I, um, you know, I, I was sat in probably for the first three weeks, I was starting to go a little stir crazy and thinking, okay, what else can I do? Because I have a to-do list. I work from a to-do list and suddenly, and it's a never-ending to-do list, and suddenly the to-do list ended. And that was quite a frightening prospect for me. And, and other than 
walking my dog and, and cooking, baking cakes like everybody else, I was thinking, well, I, you know, I, okay, now I really need something to focus on. And I, I find that I thrive on, on, on some kind, you know, I need some kind of a goal, some kind of a project. And so I thought, well, hang on a minute. I, I, I had already written the first draft, but I'd left it sat there for quite some time. And I, I suddenly realized that this was the perfect opportunity. And um, it gave me a lot of focus to sit down and, and concentrate on it. And um, yeah, uh, amazingly, I got, I got to the end. <laughs> well, you know, I think this is a great inspiration. It's what my show is all about, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, in your case, motorcycle enthusiasts. You know, we're in, we could be in for a longer road here with this. I, I hope not, but it's gone way further than everybody could imagine. And you're a great example, and it's why I really wanted to have you on the show of looking at this situation in a different way and finding a different path. And that's what you did with this ride, this incredible ride, and with your life. You know, we touched on it earlier. I always ask my guests about a big challenge. Obviously, I would say... Maybe not. Maybe you can correct me here. The biggest challenge in your life was dealing with a heroin addiction, prison, moving forward. But I love the fact that when you're in prison, you started creating a goals list, if you will. And I think we all can benefit from that, even if we're not in prison. If we're, let's say, a lockdown or we're not in a job we like and we really would like to do something different, but we don't know creating this list. But talk to us a little bit about the massive challenge in your life and really what it helped you learn and taught you so that you could move forward in a positive way. Well, I guess that was my big challenge, as you said, was addiction and and and, and prison, and and I think it it did actually do me the world of good to to appreciate the little things, and and that is something I think all of us can do. Really, is is um, it's very easy to forget. Um, and, and my life is a bit of a roller coaster, as you said at the beginning, and, um, you know, lots of highs and lows. So um, I, I'm one of those people uh, that uh, has extreme highs and then, you know, sometimes followed by some lows. And to level that out, what I've discovered is that the, a great way to do it is to to really take notice and appreciate the little things. And, and um and that could be, you know, living on the road too did the same thing for me. You know, it's like suddenly I appreciate a fridge uh, <laughs> yes. and a soft pillow, you know, um, and a roof over my head and and those little things. And um, taking that time out to really make that to-do list, to, to think about what it is you, which direction you want to go with your life and start making small steps, you know, um, you know, how, how do you eat an elephant one, one bite at a time is one of my favorite quotes. And I think, um, no matter how big the goal, if you can just, if you can just break it down into small chunks and take one chunk at a time, it's amazing where you might find yourself. Um, and, and that's coming from somebody who couldn't believe she found herself on the starting line of that big journey, because I was just enjoying the planning, really. And suddenly the planning came to the point of, oh, I'm, I'm here now I've got to actually do it. And I think that was probably the hardest part was the starting, you know, was actually getting going. But but it, it, it was such a massive project to, to think about, such an overwhelming project to think about and to plan. So I just took it in bite-sized chunks. And, and I think that list at the very beginning in prison was the same thing. Make a list, tick off each chunk at a time, and it's amazing where you might find yourself. Yeah, you might find yourself riding a motorcycle around the world and then writing <laughs> a book about it. It's absolutely tremendous. I mean, it brings a huge smile to my face. And part of what you just said is something I've learned listening to so many of my guests is having that uh, the, the saying attitude of gratitude, being grateful for 
the things you have, no matter how small or minute, and especially when you have those things taken away from you or have, for being incarcerated, they really become valuable. Just the opportunity to walk outside and take a walk anywhere you want to go. Most of us take that for granted, all the things that we take for granted. So I always say, uh, you know, the, the past is history, the future is unknown, but they call the current the present which is really a gift that's been given to you, whether you believe in God or whoever your divine creator is or anything. It's The present is a gift, so take a moment and be grateful for it because you won't get it back. Uh, time is our enemy, and if you don't make a list and go out and do some things, before you know it, you're going to have a woulda, coulda, shoulda moment at the end of your life and say, man, I wish I'd done what Steph did. Holy cow. I really I really blew it. Well, let's take a short break and catch our breath. We come back. I want to dive into this passion you have for motorcycles and riding bikes. So sit tight. We'll be right back. And at the end here, I'm going to tell you how you can get a copy of this book as well. So we'll be right back. Let's take a pit stop from the conversation and talk about my charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. One of those nonprofits is very near and dear to my heart because it's right down the road from the Cars Yeah headquarters. It's the LeMay America's Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. One of the world's truly great automobile collections and one of those must-see bucket list destinations for car people like you and me. If you haven't seen it, I hope you make a trip soon. And if you have seen it, it's probably time to visit again. To learn more about this fantastic museum, go to www.americascarmuseum.org. And while you're there, you can donate to help them keep their engines running. That's www.americascarmuseum.org. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today, I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the Redline. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the racing series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH to save $10 today. Cheers! 
So, Steph, would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for motorcycles, that pivotal moment in your life, and you knew that, you know what, I want to ride? Well, you know, there wasn't really a pivotal moment. It was, um, it, it's in the blood, I guess. So my, my parents rode motorbikes. My my grandmother even rode a motorbike during the war, delivering the post. But, uh, but it, you know, it was around me during my childhood, um, not, not massively, but, um, you know, mum and dad both rode. And then uh, my first real boyfriend, I guess, was was a biker. You know, he was the the leather clad mullet hair biker with the with the loud exhaust and the, and the matte black bike. And um and uh, he introduced me to a lot of his friends who who were bikers also. And um, I think that I sat on the back for a while, and um, and that didn't really suit me very well. You know, not being in control. I, I I did enjoy it. I loved it. In fact, it introduced me to the speed and the, and the thrill. And I thought, I lo- yes, bikes are definitely my thing. But um, it, it wasn't long before I had to, to actually take control and, and get on those handlebars. So, yeah, and, and since then, it, it, all the way through my life, you know, bikes are my meditation, if you like. It's a great way to sort of release some energy and to, to have some, as I call it, my helmet time, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I used to ride bikes. I loved riding. I rode younger. I did a lot of riding down in Mexico on the beach and off-road type stuff. And it does. It gives you a whole nother sensation and one of the things i remember when i got back into bikes and i started riding uh, when i was older is you could smell everything and when you're in a car you don't smell anything unless the windows are down and i was riding through this country area and all of a sudden the sensation of strawberries was just filling my helmet like what is that where is that coming from and i look over and there's a strawberry field and i'd driven by there in my car a hundred times never smelled a thing there is a beauty in, in that, and again, that, that word vulnerability. There is a beauty in that vulnerability, I think, in, in the fact that you're not in a box, that you, you can smell everything, you can see everything, you can taste everything. Yes. You can, you know, the, the wind is in, in your face, the, the dust is up your nose, and, and, you know, good and bad. It's just you're part of the environment a lot more than you are in a vehicle, in, in a car. Um, and there are good and bad to it, but uh, I, I think... Um, there's something really satisfying about that, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what was your first special motorcycle? And maybe the bike that took you around the world. What was that? Well, I've had many bikes over the years. My, my first bike was an MZ50. You can barely call it a motorbike. And I, and I painted it purple to match my Dr. Martins. And uh, that, that has a special uh, place in my heart, although I didn't have it very long. But really, the one that I, I have the biggest love for is Ronda the Honda. And that is the bike that I took around the world. Ronda the Honda. I love Ronda it. Ronda the Honda. Yeah, she um, she was she's a small bike, like you said, but there was a, a, a sense to taking a small bike. A lot of people thought I was crazy, but actually it, it does make a lot of sense. Um, she's, she's dirt bike capable. She actually could take me through the sand, through the mud, uh, through the pot, over the potholes and nip in and out of the traffic. And actually speed wasn't what I was going for on this journey. I wanted to, to take my time and enjoy the scenery and meet people. And she carried me through wonderfully. And, and I spoke to her all the time and I developed quite a relationship with her where I'd, you know, say, come on, Rhonda, we can do this. Get me through this, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so she, she's my girl for sure. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. When you spend time, <laughs> a lifetime journey like that, uh, I would assume Rhonda's still with you. She, well, she's actually in a museum at the moment, um, but only on loan. So, um, I, I thought it was quite nice to have her 
being shown off it's quite an honor she's in Bewley National Motor Museum which has got some very cool cars and and motorbikes there and for her to be part of that collection for a time I thought that was quite an honor for her and she deserves to be there so um so yeah she's she's there for a while but she will come home it's wonderful. I love it. Well, I always ask my guests, I kind of crawl into their heads a little bit, and I ask them if they were manifest as a vehicle. For you, it's got to be a bike, I would think. But if it's a car, you can tell me. But if you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be? This isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive your personality, and you certainly have some personality in this thing made of steel and rubber and glass and gasoline and oil. Uh, what would Steph be? But more importantly, Why? <laughs> okay well as as we're um on a, a cars podcast i've actually i'm gonna actually go for a car okay and i think um a toyota land cruiser okay because it's reliable it's it'll get through anything but not particularly fast mm-hmm. but it will get through there eventually and um yeah, and and that's it really. It's just a it's just a good all rounder, and uh, and you know obviously it's an overlander like just yes. like me. Now I'm I'm surprised you didn't say like a, a Range Rover Discovery or something, being that you're in the UK. But I get it because those Land Cruisers, like the Defender, the the Overlanders, the uh, Range Rovers, those things are used around the world to go anywhere through jungles and deserts and ice and whatever it might be. So I think that makes perfect sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're easily repaired. You know, it's not a computer job. It's, uh, you know, you can get some cable ties and, and re- make uh, field repairs. So, so yeah, I, li- I like the sound of that. <laughs> I do too. Perfectly said. All right, Steph, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire or the last run, the last hill. What would it be? The I guess you can make laps on motorcycles. Yeah, they race. I'm going to fire <laughs> off a series of uh, questions here and have you give us some quick blips or twists of the wrist, I should say. Uh, or blips of that Toyota Land Cruiser throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your successes in life? Well, I've already said it, and and um, it's got to be the the to do list. Yes, the to do list. You know, I think it's an important thing for anyone to have, and even if it's just a to do list for the day, just a, a few simple things, you'd be amazed. It's, it's even just the the um the little the little buzz you get uh, when you tick something off I'm sure a little hit of serotonin or something where you yeah, sometimes sadly I will write things down even if I've done it just so I can tick it off and have that pleasure of of saying it's done <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah I'm a to-do list kind of person I kind of have to be when you're doing as many shows as I'm doing and reaching out and talking to as many people as I do and at the end of the day I like to look at that list and go okay did I get everything done what did I miss there's always something but that's something to add to tomorrow's list Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry or motorcycle industry, and you certainly have had drinks and meals with so many people in your life. Now, this could be somebody living or somebody who's deceased. Who would it be? Hmm. Okay, well, uh, this might be a bit cheesy, but uh, he's actually an actor, but he he was a motorbike racer as well. And it's um, he has the most beautiful eyes at Steve McQueen. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, cool dude. That You mentioned him because I just had Marshall Terrell a couple of weeks ago on my show. He's written eight books about Steve McQueen. He's kind of the expert. Oh. Yeah, and his most recent book you would like because it's basically a picture book with quotes. And it's uh, subtitled In His Own Words. And wow. it's just full of wonderful quotes 
quotes about him and you kind of get a deeper dive. He wrote it because he wanted to do, you know, Steve McQueen wanted to write his own biography, but he got ill so quickly and, and his life was gone so quickly that he never had a chance. There's another thing. If you want to do something, do it today. You might mm. not have it tomorrow. But Steve McQueen, king of cool, of course, and certainly mm. kind of a rebel. And he's somebody that started off in trouble. He was running in the streets. He had you know, a bad family. And um, he ended up in jail, basically, but went to a boys' school. And there he learned that he loved to act. And the rest is history. So yeah, Steve McQueen will be a cool one. I've actually had his son, Chad, as a guest on my show a few times here. Uh, interesting perspective. You listeners can go back and find that talk with Chad if you missed that one. Now, when it comes to automotive or motorcycle advice, for a woman who's traveled as many miles on a bike as you have, what's the best advice someone else ever offered you that really worked don't leave home without duct tape and uh, cable ties <laughs> <laughs> you know and that works with uh, just about everything except for maybe walking although i'll tell you uh i i encountered a guy working on a construction site once while i was on a walk and he cut himself very badly and he was having trouble and um, I said, well, what can I do? What can I do? And he goes, well, take me to the hospital. And I'm like, well, you're like bleeding everywhere. And he goes, well, grab some duct tape out of my truck. And I basically wrapped his leg up with duct tape and <laughs> took him to the <laughs> hospital. And and uh, yeah, so duct tape will do a lot of things to save you. He had fallen on some rebar and, and cut his leg really, really badly. So uh, yeah, so duct tape, I, I didn't want to put a cable tire on his leg, though. I didn't want to cut <laughs> off. the. But you know, I was thinking maybe this guy needs a tourniquet. So yeah, you could string some of those together and make a tourniquet out of him. There you go. Well, what's a resource, a go-to for you that you found useful that you'd like to share? Um, oh, well, actually, Horizons Unlimited is a good one. Um, they were very useful because it's a, it's a community on, on Facebook, but it's, it's a community set for overlanders. Basically, if you're thinking of doing a big trip or traveling, you can go on there and you can ask fellow overlanders advice on, um, well, on anything you like, really. Yeah, absolutely. Horizons Unlimited. Yeah. You know, I think more and more people are also, at least here in the United States, are getting into this. The sales of campers and motorhomes. And I just had uh, a designer from Storyteller Overland. They build these uh, kind of like those sprinter vans, the the vans that, yeah, uh, and they turn them into these off-road camping devices where you can go deep into wherever you want to go. With uh, the, the scariness of COVID and people not wanting to fly and things being limited, people are starting to do that. Let's get out into the forest and the country, and I think it's healthy. Uh, it's a good thing. Uh, even from friends of mine that never camped before are going to start doing this kind of stuff. So Horizons Unlimited. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Steph's show notes page. Now, Steph, obviously we're going to promote your book, Home by Seven. Tell me real quickly about the title. Well, um, obviously, I, I rode on, as you pointed out earlier, on all seven continents. So, um, so that's it, really. And, and of course, it's, it's it's a play on words, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's great. And where's the best place for people to go to get their hands on a copy of your book? Um, well, it's uh, the Kindle. If if they're in the the states, it's um, on Kindle on Amazon, or they can go to my website for the paperback, which is uh, stephjevons.com. S-T-E-P-H-J-E-A-V-O-N-S dot com. I'll put all those links on her page. Again, you know, the holidays are coming. This is a wonderful book you could give friends uh, to read that would give them great inspiration for the new year because the new year is going to be upon us before we can imagine. And a lot of people like to set those New Year's resolutions. I had a guest on my show who decided to fail a hundred times in the new year, meaning that she would, and it was a woman, that she would try a hundred new things. And she certainly would fail at first, but she'd... Uh, 
eventually overcome them. So uh, I think you should read this book. It would give you some great inspiration to go out there, make a list and do something really exciting. We are up to the checkered flag here, Steph, and I'm going to buy you something very cool today. This could be a motorcycle. Or it could be a vehicle, but I want it to be something kind of fun, maybe a collector-type vehicle that you would take out on the weekends to enjoy. Of course, there are some rules to my game. My listeners know uh, you can't sell it to fund a bunch of uh, projects with or go on another adventure. It's got to be a keeper. It's got to tick all those boxes, which you love to create so much. But here's the kicker. It's the only collector vehicle you can have. Now, I'm going to remove Ronda the Honda. You cannot, because you'll just say Ronda the Honda. I've never given that one up. So I'm going to remove that from the picture here because Ronda's so special. Uh, so what am I going to buy you today, Steph? Hmm, okay. Well, it's a, it's a toss-up between a, a couple, but um, my, my second choice would have been um, a Chevy Apache. I've always wanted one of those. But, really? Okay. Um, but, you know, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not saying that. Don't, oh. don't, don't, don't take that yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm already on the phone finding one for you. <laughs> this one's going to cost you more than that. This okay. is a bubble. A Bowler Nemesis, which um, is uh, a Dakar uh, vehicle. It's designed for for rallies like the Dakar. And um, I, I once met Mr. Bowler himself, who's sadly no longer with us. But um, the Bowler, ne- and, and I managed to have a have a go in this Bowler Nemesis, and it's an amazing uh, off road, full of torque, full of power. Sounds absolutely gorgeous. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll have one of those, please, if you don't mind. Well, I don't mind at all. And I'm not surprised, but that you're the first person that's ever picked that. That's a pretty unique thing. It's basically, isn't it built on a, a Range Rover Sport or is it tied to that? Or is it? It is. Yeah. No, it is. Yes, yeah. Quite right. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. And definitely designed for uh, Dakar Rally or Rally of the Fer- uh, Pharaons. Is that, am I saying that right? The Pharaons? Yeah. Pharaons? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Kind of cool. And, you know, <laughs> plenty of power. I think that has like a V8 in it or something, probably a four liter, 4.4, something like that. So it can get you everywhere. Yeah. Great torque to get you up hills and uh, everywhere. And you can, uh, you know, paint it kind of cool. And uh, I think there might even be room in the back to put Ron in there if you want to pull over and go for a bike ride so i know the, the one i the one i had to go in was was painted like a tiger and it, and it sat it roared you know it was just a wonderful experience was that orange was it orange with some yeah, stripes yeah. on the side yes That's i know fun. what you're talking about okay well we can match that one ah nice i would expect nothing less from you steph something very unique and cool that would take you anywhere you want to go you have taken us on a marvelous ride today we just touched the tip of the iceberg with this wonderful lady here. So I really want to encourage you. I mean, the book is just sit down and pour yourself a tall drink. You're going to not want to put it down. I want to thank you for sharing just a piece of this amazing journey that we call your life today. Could you give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you head off into the hills in that bowler nemesis? Uh, I guess I've got one thing I'm quite known for saying, well known for saying is just simply, you've got this. (laughs) You know, it's a wonderful thing. And I remember at one point, my late father-in-law was such a wonderful man and uh, I was having some challenges. I don't even remember what the challenges are. That's how come they weren't really important, but at the time they were. And I remember him looking at me and just saying, you're going to be okay. And just those words, you've got this, same thing. You've got this. You're going to be okay. We are going to be okay, world. We're going to get through what we're going through right now. We've got this. I think it's brilliant. I love it. And again, what's the best way for people to keep up with you in all your adventures in life? 
Well, again, the website, stephjevons.com or, or Facebook, of course, the usual social social media, Steph Jevons um, or um, Instagram. But yeah, probably the Facebook, you'll, you'll find the most uh, updates on me. Awesome. I'll make sure I put links to all these things on Steph's show notes page. Listeners, you can find everything on Steph Jevons, J-E-A-V-O-N-S, her show notes page in the Cars yeah website. Steph, thanks for being so generous today with your time and sharing uh, just a bit of your amazing life with my listeners and with me. This has been really inspirational. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you, no doubt, down the road. Been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!